Hey, welcome back, everybody. Uh, it's another episode of Sarcasm Speaks. Jared and Bob here. Uh, I mentioned it at the last, the the end of last episode. Uh, but if you're watching on YouTube and you're like, I feel like they look the exact same as the last episode, it's because it is. Uh, this was <laughs> about nine minutes has passed in our time on our timeline, uh, and in your multiverse, uh, it's been like four days or whatever. So we're back. Um, that being said. Um, I want to start out with something that, um, I don't know, it's probably going to make me angry again, uh, because of, you know, it's, I'm still angry from the last episode we did, uh, which again, it wasn't that long ago in our, our timeline. So I saw this the other day, um, <clears throat> on the Roka news app, shout out to Roka news. They developed an app. <laughs> And uh, I was able to jump in as like a beta tester. So I've been using their app. It's pretty cool. Um, it's basically the same shit you get in an email or they post on Instagram, but it's just all in one spot. They do have some other cool stuff on there, but whatever. They're not a sponsor of the show. So um, they, I saw this post that the Catholic Church and Pope Francis is mulling over the potential to remove the celibacy rule for Catholic priests. Now, if you've been listening to the show long enough, <laughs> you're well aware of how I feel about the Catholic church. Is it as good um, as Neil Diamond? <laughs> might actually be worse than Neil Diamond um, because it's just it, basically for the same reason, uh, but it's a lot more rampant. And uh, they actually tried to hide it and make it a lot worse and and fuck them. And the only thing they care about is money anyway. It's all they've really cared about since like the Renaissance, really. Um, anyone, if you remember from your his your middle school history class about, uh, fuck, what were they called? Indulgences or something like that, where you could, uh, you could pay the church. That might uh, go a little further back. Anyway, yes. Yeah. Indulgences. Yeah, but but you could you could pay the church money and uh, they would absolve you of, of your sins and you would still go to heaven as long as you paid them because you know that the my favorite one of my favorite skits of all time is um or stand up bits I guess is from George Carlin who fuck man I just had a conversation with someone the other day about how much I wish that Carlin was still alive for like today's climate um. But one of his things was, <laughs> and I'm going to butcher it because Carlin is is the goat um, for me, at least. But he goes, you know, um, Catholicism teaches that God is uh, omnipotent, omniscient, and omnipresent. He knows everything that you want to do. He knows where you've been. He knows what you want to do. He knows your deepest, darkest secrets. He has all of these powers, right? He does all of these things. His son did miracles, turned water into wine, did all this stuff, lists out all this stuff, but he needs your money. <laughs> and it's just, it's one of the, it's one of the, my favorite bits ever. Cause like I said, he actually does it. And it's, he does a lot better than I just did, but he goes through the whole thing and he's just, but he needs your money. <laughs> so again it's it's well documented uh my thoughts on on the church big, and, uh, big fan big yeah, fan. big big fan so now i i do want to give credit though to this pope uh pope francis um he i think is trying to take the catholic church into like um modern perhaps times the, perhaps the 18th century yeah 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 to move them from like the 13th century that they've been stuck in since the 13th century uh and move them into like the 18th century yeah as you've said he's trying to progress them a little bit um but i think he recognizes that the religion is dying right that no one gives a shit about catholicism anymore um i think unfortunately humans in general need some sort of religion and without getting down into like a rabbit hole um this is why we have uh such an uh, an issue with politics 
in today's world because people have replaced Judaism, Catholicism, Islam with Democrat, Republican, um, and it's become a religion. Um, so it's fucking worse. Yeah, it's worse. Truthfully, yeah, it is. Um, but I think there are plenty of ways to uh, learn morals and be a good person without the bullshit that comes along with religion, right? Yeah, you um, just follow. You just follow your professional athletes. Yeah, <laughs> follow the real role models here, you know, <laughs> like the Tom Brady's and the Alex Rodriguez's, right? Yeah, those are the guys you want to you want to have as your role models. Yeah, John Moran. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so we, like I said, without getting into all that, like I, I do think religion has a little bit of a purpose, um, but I think the indoctrination of it is a problem. Uh, the indoctrination into anything is a problem, right? Where you're not allowed to ask questions um, is a big problem to me, whether it's politics, religion, uh, fucking a job, right? Like it doesn't matter. Like if you're supposed to just blindly step in line and not ask questions about something, that's a major problem for me. Um, so anyway, I, I digress. Uh, my original point, Pope Francis talking about overturning the celibacy rule for Catholic priests. Um, so do you know why um, the celibacy rule was implemented in the first place? Because no. when Catholicism first began, that wasn't the rule. This was instituted in like the 1500s or the 1600s. Um, the, whoever the Pope was at the time came out and said that, you know, Catholic priests have to be celibate, right? So for anyone that has maybe lives under a rock, celibate means you can't be married, you can't have sex, right? Um, they did that because, again, because the, the Catholic Church has been a uh, historically uh, cesspool, um, the priests at that time during like, you know, the the Middle Ages through 1500s when they instituted the rule were essentially like the rock stars, right? They had all the power because of things like indulgences and, oh, you can pay me money and you won't go to hell or, you know, you can do all the sins you want, but if you pay us, you'll still go to heaven or, you know, I'm, they, they basically were like the, the guys, right? Because Catholicism at that time also blew up um, with the Roman empire, right? Because they adopted it. Uh, as their religion, and then they were a massive empire. So it just spread and became this uber powerful thing. So what ended up happening was Catholic priests basically got drunk with power, as all people do, right? What's the saying? Um, absolute power corrupts absolutely. Um, so they were literally going around like fucking everybody. So they were like fucking dudes' wives, right? Like married women, um, children. <laughs> which you, you can see hasn't changed for 700 years or however long it's been. Uh, that's never changed. Um, they were abusing their power, right? Like they were, they were selling people things and then like exchanging, like basically prostitution, right? They were, they were, it was an absolute fucking disaster. So whoever the Pope was at the time was like, enough is enough. This is ridiculous. You know, it's like I'm running a fucking brothel here with these goddamn priests. So now the rule is. <laughs> Imagine that decree that comes down back in like whatever age. Yeah. It's like I've had enough of the man whoring of the priests of the fucking Roman Catholic Church. Yeah. There were all sorts of problems, too, because they would like they would try and marry a woman that it was already married. Like there was a lot of sketchy shit. So that like they could take control of the family's like farmland, right? When that person had eventually died, there was a lot of, there was, it was really fucking sketchy what they were doing, right? Which I a big surprise for the Catholic church. They were doing something sketchy. Um, How come they didn't teach us this in CCD? Uh, I don't know. That's weird. <laughs> Cause you're not supposed to know the real, the truth of what happens and you can't ask questions. <laughs> Why? <laughs> yeah. Um, but the, the, 
the shtick that I think they say now is it's it's to bring them closer to God, right? Like why? Like I think if you were in CCD today and you asked the priest, like why a priest have to be celibate, they'd be like, oh, it brings us closer to God. Okay, whatever. Fuck off. No, the real reason is it was. Bro, insta- what does that? What does that even mean? Yeah, it, who knows, right? Like who the fuck knows? It's it's bullshit. Um, it, the real reason is it was instituted sometime in the 1500s because. The, the the fucking priests the man were just whores. yeah were man whores they were they were running rampant right they were they were just out of fucking control um so who again again whoever the pope was instituted this decree that all popes are all popes all uh priests had to be celibate and all kinds of shit like that so now again because pope francis has decided that his religion is dying and he is the guy that's in charge of it he's like well maybe we should relax the uh maybe we should relax the whole thing he's he's also again he's he's trying this is the same pope i think that came out and said uh, a couple years ago that although he doesn't support gay marriage he would like acknowledge it at least or something i don't know he had he had some very progressive take on gay marriage and um what do you know his base didn't take too kindly to it he didn't he didn't really read the room um because like the hardcore catholics were like what do you mean homosexuality is terrible and it's like uh, it's 2022 or 2019 whatever the fuck it was that he came out and said this like let's be real like it's it's not and we've talked about this before the have we right the whole reason why homosexuality got added to like something that's ungodly it has to do with um procreation right like if if too many people are homosexuals right you can't procreate like a man and a man can't have a child a woman and a woman can't have a child so then eventually the race would die out um so that's that's actually the truth also behind why most religions are actually against homosexuality. It's not just Catholicism. Um, <laughs> you might you well, might, so be, say, you might be familiar if, with Cor- the Quran and Islam. Oh, yeah, I they was going to say, imagine if Southern Baptists were fucking Catholic and they could bitch to the Pope. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they don't take, you know, the, the Muslims, Muslim people don't take too kind to homosexuality either. Um, so it's all of these old, old religions. They it's based in I, th- I we i think we did a whole episode on this once because we also talked about like the real reason behind why some religions don't eat pork um and it's it's because of trichinosis right so like we're talking like hundreds hundreds and maybe thousands of years ago people didn't know what trichinosis was it's what lives in pork that's why they say you're supposed to cook pork to like 145 degrees or 150 degrees whatever it is so it kills trichinosis um, so some religions are like, oh, you get, oh, um, Judaism, right? Like you yeah, can't Jews eat, don't eat pork unless you it's, can't eat pork unless it's blessed. Yeah. Or is that, yeah. Cause know. that'll kill the trichinosis. Um, <laughs> that'll kill the fucking parasite that lives in, that lives in pigs. Um, but the same the, thing, the rabbi, the rabbi can tell if that food is spoiled yeah, or not. Yeah, 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 exactly. Um, so like there's, if you stop and look at it, there are legitimate logical reasons as to why these like super old religions believe certain things, right? It's because at that time they were, they were, they were also the leaders, right? They, we, I just said they were the rock stars of the fucking medieval times. Like people went to the religious leaders for everything, right? Like, what do we do? You know, like, oh, we have to do this. We have to do that. So they were, I'm not saying whether it's it's good, bad, or indifferent, but at, you know, again, hundreds or thousands of years ago, they needed to make sure that the population survived, right? So if everyone's eating pork and dying, well, they didn't know what trichinosis was. They just thought that pork was the devil, right? Like everyone was Bobby Boucher's mom. Like, oh, the pork is the devil because people are eating it, they're dying. Or, you know what I mean? Like, dudes are fucking dudes and they're not having kids. So no one's going to, like, we're not going to replace the people when they die. Like, that's not good. Don't do that. Or, you know, it's just, it. they did the best they could with the information that they had. Like I said, it's not good, bad, or indifferent, right? It's just, you fast forward now to 2023 and people are still set in their, you know, ways of of how things were you know, 1500 years ago plus. So whatever. 
Um, that's my my shtick on religion. But uh, but yeah, I'm interested uh, to see how that would go if if the Pope if Pope Francis did allow priests to no longer be celibate. Like I wonder how long it would take for them to go back to just kind of being man whores with without um, the power. They wouldn't have the because again the, the religion the religion doesn't have the power. But in because back in the day, you know, pre separation of church and state, they were the fucking law. Yeah, they ain't above no fucking law anymore. Right, like if a priest wants to, you know extort someone in exchange for fucking sex like that's assault brother like <laughs> yeah like yeah. you do you do need to go to court for that <laughs> right right <laughs> this isn't like 1350 where, where you were, were the court where we're under like charlemagne the fucking you know the holy roman empire emperor or whatever the fuck you know what i mean yeah like they're not going to be able to do what they used to do because they will be, I believe, they will be subject to the laws of the country they live in. So, like, if you get married legally, mm -hmm. you have to abide by those laws. Yeah. You know, now that I think about it, this could be a good thing, right? Because... um Maybe it'll allow more regular people to become Catholic priests, right? Because uh, the people that are Catholic priests and are major, a majority, not all, but a lot of them are pedophiles. Um, it's proven, right? That's that's a fact. That's not an opinion. Um, and I feel like they were drawn to that profession for a reason. But now if you have someone that's like on the fence, right? Like, nah, I don't think I really want to be a priest because like, I don't want to do the whole celibacy thing. Maybe someone's like, I guess I will be a priest now because I don't have to be celibate. Like maybe we get more normal people. Well, there's also a million other, there's a million other religions. Right. I guess there's a million other priests, but that belong to other religions where you can be married and have a family. Yeah. It's like I said, it wasn't even always you just that can't way. Get fuck, you just cannot get fucking divorced. That is yeah. not fucking allowed. <laughs> it, it was not always that way for, for Catholics, right? Like, like I said, Catholic priests up until the 1500s were allowed to be married. Um, but they took it too far. <laughs> like rabbis can be married. Like rabbis have families, right? Like that's a, that's a thing. What are, yeah. Im imams? Deacons, Baptists. What are the priests called in the Muslim religion? Are they? Im I think they're imams. Couldn't tell you. Um, but they can be married, right? They can have families, like literally every other religion. Yeah, I mean, no, I, I, I listen. I'm no expert on fucking the different types of religions and what rules they fucking abide by. But the only ones I know of that can't get married are fucking Catholics. Yeah. Yeah. So even other Christian religions, right, can like like you said, Funny, Baptists, all of them can, all of them can. The actually the only ones that can't, I think, are Catholics. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know that for a fact, but like I know Baptists can get married, deacons can get married. Um, the 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 wedding I went to in the Greek church, the fuck, what was he? Was he a deacon? I don't know what the fuck he was. He was married. He was allowed to get married. Yeah. Well, wait. Catholic, maybe it's the deacon. Maybe that Catholic was maybe the ones. Maybe can, that was the wedding in June. That might have been the wedding in June. Because I think the Greek guy might have just been Greek. Yeah, Greek Orthodox. But I think in June it was a Catholic mass with a deacon who yeah. is allowed to be married. So Catholic deacons can get married. Okay. I remember being a kid in CCD class and asking the priest what the difference was between a priest and a deacon. And I remember getting like some really bullshit answer back. And that was like back one of the first that. times where I was like, ah, I don't know. I was probably like nine. Hey, dickhead, that that answer. Yeah, sucked. yeah. But it was it was literally the first time I was like, wait a second. Like, that doesn't make sense. Like, it was like, again, I don't I don't remember what it was, but it was something bullshit like, oh, well, like the deacons can't do all the cool stuff that like priests do or something like it's like, oh, what the, you mean like touch little cool kids stuff? Like, like take Johnny behind the altar and fucking give him wine and, and diddle him. Like, I don't, what do you mean the cool stuff? Like, I, I don't know. Um, but yeah, whatever.
Um, so yeah, that's just how I wanted to kick it off. I was already in an angry mood from our last episode and the Catholic church makes my blood boil. So <laughs> I figured why not keep it going? Um, in other news, um, I don't know if you've heard about this or not, but a few weeks ago, there were some Americans that went to Mexico. Um, I think it, there were, I don't know the, the breakdown of like women to men, if they were all women, but there was four people. Um, and one of the women went to Mexico specifically for cosmetic surgery. Um, and the three, her three companions probably just went with her because it was a trip to Mexico. And also like, they probably didn't want this woman to go have cosmetic surgery in Mexico by herself, I would imagine. Um, so this, this isn't ominous at all. No. So, so you haven't heard about this. No. So they were abducted um, by the cartel and two of them were murdered. Um, the other two were rescued uh, and brought back to the United States. Um, they did, I, I would imagine, I don't know, I, I would imagine either U.S. federal agents or Mexican federal agents were able to recover the two bodies of the people that were murdered and bring them back to the U.S. also. Um, but so there were four, four people, right? At least one of them was a woman, Um who went there for it because cosmetic surgery is way fucking cheaper in Mexico, apparently. So, and I don't know if she was also the one that was murdered because that would also really suck too. But either way, and I guess it would suck if she wasn't because then her two friends got murdered because yeah. they went with her. So either way, it's an awful, awful fucking situation. Um, so come to find out, the cartel abducted these four people um, because they were under the assumption that they belonged to a rival cartel. I don't know why. I don't know if it's like a Bloods and Crips thing, like they were wearing the wrong colors in the wrong neighborhood. I have no fucking clue why they thought these four individuals, again, at least one woman, because I don't know the gender of the other people. Um, I don't want to assume their gender anyway. Um, but that's true. You don't know their pronouns. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Um, so this, this group of four individuals, I don't, I don't know why they were targeted. Well, I know why they were targeted, but I don't know why the cartel thought they belonged to a rival cartel. Either way, the point of my story is I think this part of it is mildly hilarious because what this cartel did when they found out that these this group of four people when they found out that this this you know little faction of their cartel murdered two of them and you know had the other two hostage still when all was was told that they were us citizens and they were there for you know whatever vacation they had the cartel found the people that were responsible right there were five five members of the cartel they tied them up they dropped them off in the center of the town where they lived and they stuck a note in like the, one of the dudes, like probably like a, a shirt or something with a note that apologized. And the note said something a lot. It was in Spanish, obviously, but it was translated to um, we apologize for the, the awful, you know, mistake that happened uh, moving forward. We will do better to make sure that this mistake doesn't happen again. Um, and in the meantime, please take these five people that were responsible and do with them what you will, like whatever, like put them in jail, kill them, like doesn't matter. These people fucked up, like take them. We don't want them in our cartel anymore, basically. And uh, has the cartel gone woke? <laughs> it's like, holy shit, dude. Like when I heard that story, I was they have like, a "Code? They have a code? Like the cartel has a code, right? It's like, well, they've 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 probably always had a code, but right? Man, they must have. Well, obviously they really fucked up, but like even in terms of like things the cartel does, yeah, they really fucked up. Yeah, 
like these are the same people that I found out recently through Sexy Chris, shout out to Sexy Chris, um, spend exorbitant amounts of money to influence elections in the United States. So like while everyone is talking about like, oh, the voting machines are rigged or, you know, the old Dominion stuff or the Diebold machines or all this, like the Mexican cartels are dumping millions of dollars into certain campaigns, like certain, you know, who I don't know whether they're, I would imagine they're probably democratic because they, they want more open borders and less regulations for things. Um, but it's, it's been proven because I, I looked up, I looked into it because um, Chris had gone down a rabbit hole previously and kind of pointed me in the direction and I tripped and fell down the rabbit hole. Um, and it's true. Like <clears throat> there's evidence that the cartels spend millions and millions of dollars to influence the elections in the United States to, to benefit their, their wants and needs. And it's the like av- the avocado trade. The, yeah. The avocado trade, the whatever trade, the cocaine, right? Like Americans love cocaine. I think it's the fucking, the biggest consumer of cocaine in the world, I think is the United States. Um, but yeah, these are the same people that do all that shit. But when like a faction of their cartel, like fucked up and killed innocent us civilians, they're like, no, we we got to draw the line somewhere. <laughs> so they literally turned them in. They tied them up. They tied them all up and dropped them in the center of the fucking town with an apology letter that basically said, like, we're really sorry. This We'll do our best to make sure something like this never happens again. It's like fucking, they had like an HR violation. <laughs> <laughs> like, how fucking bananas is, like, just... I have such I have such a hard time wrapping my head around that situation and like how that even happens. <laughs> but like they've gone woke. I guess. <laughs> I mean, good you know, on, it, it, good it's cartel. one of those things like, <laughs> like whether you see um it's almost like the Punisher. Where it's like in his series and whatever, it's like all he's doing is bringing down like bad people. But the way he does it is just like, (laughs) it's the, yeah, it's the methods are just fucking wrong. So it's like, if you take the cartel and you don't give an actual detail as to what they do or how they do it. It just sounds like a business. But when you release the details, then it becomes very, very shitty. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like if you were like, oh yeah, you know, it's like a it's like a like a like a group, and it's like, you know, once you're in, you're in. It's like, you know, once they're in, they take care of you. And, you know, there's a few rules to play by, you know, like anything, like, you know, don't show up to work late or like, you know, follow <laughs> the dress code, like don't get high on your own supply. <laughs> yeah, don't murder your own. Don't murder random Americans. Like you know, whatever. It's like easy stuff. You know, just, yeah. Just play by the rules, whatever. And it's like you know they take care of the community and you know maybe influence some governmental stuff and um, murder is their main <laughs> method of getting what they want. Yep. And uh, drugs are their biggest export. Drugs and avocados. Yeah, drugs and avocados. <laughs> Who would have guessed? Yeah. Well, it it kind of remi- it brings me back to the uh, the Joe Rogan podcast with Peter Zion. Um, uh, probably a couple months ago now. I think I talked about it on, on one of the episodes after I, I watched it. Um, but he talks about, he was like the end of the world guy. Um, and he talks about the Sinaloa cartel, which was El Chapo, which was run like a business. And yes, they did awful things, but they had a code. I think these, I could be making this up, but I think this was the Sinaloa cartel, actually, um, that did this. So it, it makes sense by, by the description um, from Peter Zion, at least. But he, but he talks about how that cartel in particular is run like a business, again, with El Chapo. Like El Chapo was not in the business of murdering random people, right? Like they needed to make money. So how do they make money? Like you said, drugs and avocados. Like 
you need to have a relatively low profile, right? If you're going to make money selling drugs and illegal produce <laughs> or, you know, and they would go into towns and they would build up certain towns and they would pay off, you know, police forces, but it was like, they wouldn't fuck shit up. But then like, this is from Peter Zion again, but there, there was this like rival cartel that was like, their main purpose is just to fuck shit up, right? Like they don't care. Like the example he used again was the the Sinaloa cartel goes into a town, they pay off the police department, but they help the old ladies cross the streets and they pay for everyone's like you know electric bill or some bullshit. Like they take care of the people in the town, um, but they do bad stuff. This other cartel, this second cartel, doesn't do any of that. They just only care about money and power, and they go into a town. And they fucking kill the old lady that's trying to cross the street and they get into fucking shootouts with the police department and until the, the police just give up. And then they're like, we own this town. Fuck you. And then the town falls apart because there's no money left or shit like that. Like that this the second cartel is the one that's the, the quote unquote bad cartel. And the Sinaloa is the quote unquote good cartel. And that was the whole thing why Peter Zion made the argument that putting El Chapo in jail was actually a really bad decision because then the Sinaloa cartel would theoretically, you know, start to spin out of control. And this secondary cartel that's more ruthless would have an opportunity to take over and become the larger cartel. Um, but yeah, I don't know. It's, it's some of, I find some of that stuff fascinating, but I just, I just don't have the time to invest in learning about it. Like I, just, I would much rather read the four foundations of golf by John Sherman <laughs> than like learn about the intricacies of like the, the politics between all the different cartels in Mexico. Right. <laughs> like I just, yeah, I only have so much time in the day. <laughs> so, but I do, I'm at least aware that that stuff like does exist, which again is, is wild and fascinating, but um heard it here first cartels just misunderstood yeah <laughs> yeah so are they bad guys doing good things or are they good guys doing bad things that's a good question yeah and while theoretically they only murder people that should be murdered that's true it's like a bunch Otherwise, of john bernthal's he has a code you know <laughs> He did have a code. He did. He did. You could say the same about John Wick. Yeah. He only killed the people that stole his car and killed his dog. That's true. That's true. And then the people that just continuously fucked with him after that. Well, yeah. I mean, if you attack John Wick, you're going to die. It's yeah, it's, it's how that goes. It's as close <laughs> you get to a guarantee in life. <laughs> so uh, the other thing that I think is relatively interesting um, is, and this is probably more interesting to me because I do work for a um, uh, a company that's based in the UK, is the United Kingdom has is taking steps forward to implement a permanent four-day work week. So I think this is another thing that I saw on Roka News. Again, whatever, I guess all the free ads are coming for them today. Um, but this was a little while ago, um, but it's it's not one of those things that's like super like time sensitive. Um, so they did a study, right, for I think for a year or maybe a year and a half. Um, they took select companies within the United Kingdom and they had their business shift to a four-day work week. Um, but the specifics of it are not like everyone only works Monday through Thursday and everyone has Friday, Saturday, Sunday off. That's not how it worked. They split the four days, right? So it's not like businesses were just closed on Fridays because just from a sustainability standpoint, like you can't do that, especially when the entire world the entire working world works five days a week. Like you can't have no one be in the office on a Friday <laughs> for a year and a half, right? So what they did was they 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 had like group A and group B, right? So like group A worked Monday through Thursday and group B worked Tuesday through Friday. So 
everyone was in and working Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and then you know you essentially have fifty percent workforce on Mondays and Fridays, um, just for again business sustainability and you know make sure things don't completely fall apart on that one day that no one is either you know manufacturing or in the office or whatever it is. So what they found was after again it was either twelve or eighteen months, however long they did it. By the end of the study, they had significant evidence um, that productivity actually increased during this this trial period. So people, workers were more productive only being at work for four days than they were for being there for five days. Do you know if the days went longer? The length of the days? Yeah. I think they were... I think they were standard, like nine to five. So normally, if so, if you normally do eight hour days, you just work eight hours less. I believe so. Yes. So you work. I can see that you'll be fucking more efficient when you have to get all your shit done. Yeah, yeah. Um, let me see if I can find that really quick, just because I want to make sure. Um, I'm also debating what I what I want Fridays off or what I want Mondays off. I don't really know. Yeah. I would probably want, selfishly, I would probably take Mondays off because I feel like most people would take Fridays off and then I could golf more on Mondays. <laughs> That's what I was thinking. If I never had to work on Monday, I could play a lot of golf on Mondays. Yeah. But exactly. a lot of people take Fridays. But I guess you can't take Friday if you don't work. Like you can't take Fridays in the summer if you're already not working Mondays. Right. Like right. at some point you do need to like work. Yeah. Yeah. So I do have it here. Um, I can confirm that the the one day off a week was reducing their hours to 32 hours per week. So they worked a 32 hour work week instead of a 40 hour work week. Okay. So it was actually one full less day. Um but oh, so the, so these are the details, right? So they worked 32 hours instead of 40, but the companies that were took place in this trial had to ensure that the employees still received 100% of their pay. So it's not like, you know, you work 20% less, so you get 20% less pay. It's your pay stays exactly the same, but you work one less day um, uh, just during the week. So at the end of the experiment, uh, employees reported a variety of benefits related to their sleep, stress levels, personal lives, mental health, uh, yada, 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 continues on. Companies' revenue stayed broadly the same during the during the trial, but rose 35% on average when compared with a similar period from previous years. So I'm not quite sure what that means because the say revenue- that, say, say that again. So the revenue stayed broadly the same during the trial, but rose 35% on average when compared with a similar period from previous years. So maybe that means that typically during the time when they did it, because this They don't one, make a lot of money. Yeah. So it was like a downtime that they did it. And instead of it being a downtime, it just maintained. I think that's kind of what that means to me if I have to think about it. Yeah, also, that would be like so cuz it like so at work if I I could do that say in the month of September cuz September's our slowest month. Yeah. I could like say, "Oh, well, we didn't drop any revenue this month even though we should have dropped some revenue that month." Right. And then that's how it would be a 35% increase over last year, but not over the month previous. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. So that makes sense. Um, also, resignations decreased. So the amount of people that were quitting dropped. Uh, and it said of the 61 companies that took part in the trial, 56 of them said they would continue to implement the four-day work weeks after the pilot ended. So they... 56 of them said they were going to continue to do it, but they weren't going to commit to making it a permanent thing. However, 18 of the 56, or yeah, 18 of the 56 said the shift would be permanent. 
So 61 different companies in the UK did this. 56 of them said, we're going to continue doing it, even though the study is done. And 18 of them said, this is how we're going to do things from now on. Only three companies did not plan to carry on with any element of the four-day work week after the trial was over. I think provided you're not in the service industry, like this doesn't work in the service industry, No, right? it doesn't. There's certain professions where this doesn't work. Like you can't be an accountant and just work less. That doesn't work. Right, right. Like when you're an accountant in the busy season, which is like now, right? During tax season from February 1st to April 15th, like you're going to be working 70 hour weeks plus six days a week, sometimes yeah. seven days and a week. And if you, like, if all of your accountants now work eight hours less, you need to replace those eight hours. Exactly. Yeah. So again, um, like I said, there's certain there's certain professions um, where it's just not possible, right? Like again, like you said, the service industry, like people are going to want to go to restaurants on Saturdays and Sundays. The people people go to restaurants seven days a week, right? Like yeah, lawyers, cops, yeah, firefighters, yeah. yeah. Like this stuff doesn't work because those hours have to be replaced, right? Right. But you're like traditional, you know, I'd, I'd be curious there. I, I probably could find out. I just don't, I don't feel like going super deep into it to find out what the 61 companies were like, who, like, who were they? Right. Like, what do they do? Do you think you could work eight hours less a week? 1000%. Okay. I think my mother could as well because like I've talked to her, she's so she is gonna she's gonna stop working full time in April. But she even tells me a lot of like what she does is just coverage. Yeah, and it's like okay, understood. Like you are a service based whatever the fuck, but having people hang around just to be fucking like answer phones and shit, it's useless. Right. Yeah, like you can or like if you work HR like right, like you... you can have multiple people that work HR but you can again, you can have you know, if you have six people in an HR department, you have three of them work Monday through Thursday and you have three of them work Tuesday through Friday. Yeah, and you in if you and if you're going to be more productive during that time, then you will be busier. When yeah. you work, that's right. what that means. Right. Um, <clears throat> I found an article on Market Watch, but it's making me like scroll down pretty far. Like, I just want to find the list of the companies. Like, I don't know why. But the title of the article says, these 61 companies tried a four-day work week, but like they don't list the 61 companies. Yeah. Well, if you think about it, like, so if you're Nike. Yeah. You could probably do it. Yeah. If you're. Um, if you're a Titleist, you could probably do it. If you're right. a so, so like any, like, so if you're a rep, it could you could even you could even see some people be like, oh well, you know, I'm supposed to see like whatever many people. It's like, okay, so this is the thing. You're going to be busier when you work now. Or right. you need to be more efficient. So it's like if you need to go see like these seven clubs, well, make sure they're all within a fucking 20 mile radius of each other and like yeah. plan your day accord. Like no, I know that gets a little difficult, but like um as long as you aren't trading time for work. It, you should be able to do it. Yeah. Apparently, there's a bunch of tech companies in the United States that already use four-day work weeks. Um, I haven't heard of any of these. So it's like Kickstarter, Smalls, Uplift, Goose Chase, Wild Bit member stack again these are all us based tech companies that use 4 day work weeks like i don't i've never heard of any of these companies 
Again, here's another article. The title, The Full List of UK Companies Working Four-Day Workweeks with Staff and Full Pay. I'm scrolling through this article, and I do not see a list oh, of don't companies. Don't worry about it, because we know the types of companies that can do this and can't do this. Yeah. Okay, I found them. Jesus Christ, fuck. Finally. <clears throat> so a lot of these are marketing, banking, tech companies. So like I'm not going to read every single name, but I'll I'll go through like some of the 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 industries they're in cuz they list like the company name and then the industry. So construction um Construction architecture is one of them, health manufacturing, tech, advertising, um, marketing, marketing, software, retail, creative. I don't even know what that means, creative. That's your industry. Depends on the industry. Yeah. Um, banking, nonprofit, environmental consulting. I think you can you could you probably, probably do... work fucking six hours a week. Yeah, exactly. Um, tech, tech. Financial services, nonprofit, insurance, um, housing, health, social care, nonprofit, marketing, marketing, housing, creative agency, um, hospitality, brewing, <laughs> a brewery. Um, yeah, a lot of these are tech, finance, marketing, nonprofit. So, those are the industries, right? Those are the ones that that you can do it in. You know, like we said, you the cheesecake factory isn't going to do a four day work week. <laughs> you know, or you could, right, with those, but you need, like you said, then you need to hire more people. Like if you're going to cap, if you're going to set a cap that your full time employees at the cheesecake factory say. Buffalo Wild Wings can only work 32 hours in a week. Well, you need to hire someone else to fill that role for the other 32 hours in the week, you know? So it's an interesting concept. Um, I don't know if it would ever really work here in the United States. I feel like I mean, we certain have... Certain companies it will, certain companies it won't. Yeah, no, that that's for sure. But I just mean like as a people, right? Like as a culture, I think in the United States, it's where like hard work is like ingrained in us, right? But it's almost oh, like- Not anymore. Well, no, no. But I mean the concept of hard work, right? So the regular people, like it doesn't matter, right? But the CEOs- the people that actually make the decisions, like the ones that matter, they are the ones that are like, want their people to work 60 hours a week, right? Like it's this, what I mean, like it's, it's a flip, right? So for, for the shit to work, like in the UK, the C-suite level people, right? Are the ones that need to agree to move to a 32 hour week. So just because like this next generation of people is soft and they don't want to work 40 hours a week doesn't mean that like, I, that's not what I'm saying. Like when I say culture wise, like, I mean, like the people that matter, right? Like the, I would imagine the majority of people that are at the C-suite level and like major corporations across the country are 55 years and older, right? Like, I think that's very safe to say that at least 80% of them are 55 plus, right? Like, obviously you're going to have your young CFO, CTO, CMO, whatever, CEO. But I, I would imagine most of them are over 55. And those are the, that's that age range that's like, no, fuck you. Work until you drop, right? Like that's the mentality that they have um, versus like the 22 year old now that's like, I want to travel. Like I want to work a job that allows me to take four vacations a year. Like, you know what I mean? Like that's, it's just the difference, right? So that's what I mean when I say like, Culturally, I don't think it will be accepted because in this country, it's more like you do. It's we value work until you drop, right? Like, what do we say? What did I just say? I literally, the words that just came out of my mouth, I made fun of the 22 year old 
that wants a job that allows them to take four vacations a year. Like that's a joke, right? Like I just said that that's made it a joke, like it's bullshit, right? Because it's it kind of is. But the fact that I'm saying that is pr- more proof that in this country, we put more value in someone that's willing to work hard versus someone that wants to, you know, have more time at home, right? Or have more flexible time to do whatever the fuck they want. I think the missing link will be the idea that people can accomplish their jobs inside or outside a predetermined set of hours, right? Yeah. So, because definitely gone are the days where you you work at work, and when you're home, you're at home. That's gone. That shit. That ship has fucking sailed. Right. So, I think what you what you can start to see a shift of is you need to do your job. I don't care how you do it. I don't care when or where. You do. I need you in the office these three days for these amount of hours. You are to complete all of your tasks. If I check in with you and your tasks aren't done, we got a fucking problem. Right. But if you never work a fucking Friday and we never have an issue, cool. Don't care. Yeah. I think you could start to see a, a shift towards that, like a shift towards when your, when your tasks are accomplished, you're good. I don't care. But they fucking better, they better be fucking done. And don't tell me that something wasn't done because you didn't work on a certain day. That will not fucking fly. Right. Right. So it's like, I don't give a shit that you go to the Cape every Friday. Work. Like, you need to get your shit done. Yeah. Work until 4 a.m. I don't fucking care. Yeah. And I think that's where you could start to see a shift in the thought process. Yeah, I think that's that's fair. I think that's a realistic, you know, point. Well, it's like because I, I mean I don't work corporate, obviously, but I would be much more along the lines of like, I'm not going to count your hours. Like you are paid this much a year, and you get this much paid time off to do the tasks that you're supposed to do. Like, if you want to take Monday and not come in the office, but I can look at your timestamp and I can see that you're logged in from 6 a.m. to 8 p.m. because you just want to fucking front load the week and get off to a good start because you know you didn't work this past Friday and you don't intend on working this coming Friday. Cool. I don't care. But make sure the work is fucking done. Right. So I don't know. I mean, but I don't work corporate, so it's easy for me to say that because I don't do it. Yeah. Well, no, I think that's fair. And I think the good companies, that's how it is, right? Like at my job now, like my boss is just like that. He doesn't care. Like he's like, he's not going to nitpick and micromanage and be like, well, you know, are you working on Tuesday at 2.30 in the afternoon? Like, what are you doing? He's just like, all right, cool. Like I don't hear from him, right? Like it's just, I would hear from him if something was wrong. Right. And like I communicate and let them know when like certain things happen on certain projects and we go back and forth. It's not like I never talk to the guy, but he's just like, yeah, just get the work done. It's exactly what you just said. Right. Like he's not going to fucking check in on me and 11 o'clock on a Wednesday. Right. Like he just expects the work to get done. And when it doesn't get done, then, then it's your fucking ass. Then it's a fucking problem. Right. So, yeah, it's like I see like a lot of the sales guys. It's like, like why would you micromanage a sales guy if they're bringing yeah. in enough business? Right. Because right. like if a guy is on the golf course every single day, but he's like, you know, top five salesperson in the company, why would you stop him from doing that? Right. Because you want him to go from five to three? Like, what would that do? Yeah. Besides piss him off and then make him probably leave, make him go leave. to a different company. Yeah. 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 So. 
All right. Uh, I think it's about that time. You want to wrap things up? Yes. What do you got? So let me pull up. I think I'm only down to two things in here. <clears throat> Final thought. Um, I'll go quick. So grill your ass off. I or the last order I did, I wanted to get the free shipping. So I ordered the Sailor Jerry barbecue sauce. Now you can also use uh promo code sarcasmpod to get 15% off your entire order. Like so Sailor Jerry is a spiced rum mm-hmm. um based off the tattoo artist. It's cheaper than Captain. I think it actually might taste a little bit better. It's higher um, proof too. It's higher proof. So I'm familiar with with the sailor. I'm also familiar with the admiral. I'm glad the barbecue <laughs> sauce is not made out of the admiral. Um, or Castillo. Like, <laughs> oh yeah, enough of that shit. Um, it's fine, but I don't know if it's brown sugar or vanilla or both. Like, which is unique to rum? Boy, does it smack you in the face. Oh really? So it's different. Like if you, like it is it is a fucking different taste. That is for fucking damn sure. Is, is it sweet? It it well, it's not like sugary sweet. Yeah. But this is the thing is like I don't know if I'm getting vanilla or brown sugar. I really can't tell. Um cuz rum rum comes from brown sugar, right? Sugar is that cane. how it's made? Sugarcane, yeah. Okay. So whatever they do with it, like however rum's made, like it's got now I know most people drink rum and they're like, that's not sweet. It's like it it is, it is. Like yeah. even though it even though it tastes like alcohol, it is sweet. Right. Um it's fermented sugar. So it it you're getting so you're probably getting like a I'm probably getting like a brown sugar, but sometimes it comes through as vanilla. I don't know. It's like weird. Hmm. But um unique. Unique to say the least. So I don't know how I I don't know where I stand on it exactly because it is so different. That yeah. part of me wants to be like, oh, this is bad because it's different, but it's not like bad. Like I eat it. Like I've never hesitated to put it on anything. Yeah. I might have to check it out now. Yeah. I mean, I, like, so t- truth be told for 10 bucks for a bottle of barbecue sauce, it's not worth it. But if it got me over the shipping threshold. Right. So right. I spent, I don't know, I spent 10 to save 15, 20. Yeah. I mean, I think and that's I, and I, kind and I got of. a barbecue sauce. I think that's kind of, I mean, that's, that is a little expensive for barbecue sauce, but that's almost the going rate. Like, I feel like Stubbs is like either $6.99 or $7.99 a bottle. At Market Basket? Yeah. Did I make that it's up? That, it's that expensive? I think so. I thought that was in like the $3.99 range. I mean, I could have just made it up. So yeah, I thought it's, like- it's $5. <laughs> Really? Um, five twenty nine. I'm where seeing. You, where are you seeing this? Uh, Vitacost. I don't know. It's just what like the, the fuck sh- is Vitacost? It's like the shopping <laughs> section. You know, when you Google something, it has like shopping up top. Ah, uh, that's not a good barometer. It's probably it's probably three ninety nine at Market Basket. Yeah. All right. So it is three ninety nine. All right. So I made that up. Whatever. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. So t- for me, ten bucks is a lot for a bottle of barbecue sauce, but it it is different. So you may like it a lot, and if you like it a lot, then it's worth it because you can't get it anywhere else. Dinosaur barbecue is the one that's expensive. That's fucking. I love dinosaur barbecue sauce. That apparently says it's fourteen ninety nine at Walmart. I don't think I've paid. Fourteen ninety nine for a bottle of fucking dinosaur barbecue sauce. But what do I know? Oh, it's literally four fifty on their website, <laughs> like the dinosaur barbecue website. Yeah, apparently, I have. I clearly have no idea how much things cost at the grocery store. Well, certain things, like I know how some how much some stuff costs, right? Like I know. If you can get uh, sometimes the T-bones or the the porterhouse goes on sale for like eight ninety nine a pound, you know I'll I'll snag that. I think normally it's probably twelve ninety nine a pound. I, I think rib t- I think ribeyes are normally twelve ninety nine a pound. 
I missed the days where the sale was five ninety nine. Those were so good. Yeah, that was. Get a nice porterhouse, five ninety nine a pound. Fucking inflation. Yeah, it's bullshit. Um. All right. So my final thought. Uh, what is it going to be? Oh, so Amy and I had been watching and now finished because the show is over. Uh, the Last of Us. Uh, the show on HBO Now, Go Plus, whatever the fuck they call their thing. I feel like HBO has had like seven different names. Um, have you ever watched it? Nope. It's pretty good. Um, so That's it's right, based yeah. it's based off of a video game um, that I have never played. But uh, shout out to Nick, a friend of the show. He's played it. Uh, he said the game is un- unbelievable. Uh, he's also started watching it and says the show is is pretty good also. Um, it's, I was like, I'm not going to lie. I was like a little hesitant going in. It's zombies, right? Yeah. Or apocalyptic. Of. It's apocalyptic. Yeah. And I'm, I'm not into zombies. Like I don't, it just has no appeal to me. Right. Like I never got into the walking dead. Um, I don't know, whatever other fucking zombie movies or TV shows. Like I just, it just doesn't have an appeal to me. Right. Like I don't, I don't care. Um, so I was like, oh, I don't know, we'll see. But like, people say it's good. People, people say the video game was good, so you know, I'll give it a shot. Um, first episode was was good. So the the first two episodes are like very heavy suspense, like that, like horror, like things pop out, like you see the zombies and. So basically, like, this doesn't really give anything away. Um, so no real spoiler alerts. Um, but it's um, it's based off of a fungus, right? Like the, a mushroom, like the cordyceps mushroom. Um, basically learns how to grow inside of people and, like, turns them into zombies, right? Like, that's that's how they are. So it's not like your traditional, like, someone dies and is reborn as a, a zombie. zombie. Yeah, you get bit by a zombie. Like, it's... It's like the, however, like the, the cordyceps mushrooms, like takes over your brain and turns you into a zombie, whatever. So the first two episodes, like I said, very heavy, like in that suspense, like horror, zombies, whatever. But then once you, the episode three is its own fucking thing in and of itself. It's like its own almost standalone episode. Um, but then episodes four through nine are phenomenal really. They're a good mix of some zombie stuff, a little bit of like plot stuff. There's some like character development. Like it's, it's very, very good. Um, I thoroughly enjoyed it. Like I said, if you start it and you get through, like you probably be sweating. Like, I think at one point, like at the end of like the first or the second episode, like Amy looked over and was like, my hands are clammy. And I was like, yeah, I'm sweating. Like it's, it's, it's one of those type of shows at the very beginning. Like I said, the first two were super heavy into that. Um, and once you get past that, it, it, it gets a little bit, um, I would hesitate to use the word lighter because <laughs> it doesn't really get lighter, but it gets different, right? It's not like in your face zombie stuff after the first two. Um, but overall it's a, it's a phenomenal show. I, I think it was I really enjoyed it. I thought it was great. It's it's one of the um, better TV shows that I've watched as of late. Um, so I would I would recommend it to people if they have the opportunity. So that is going to do it for us. Uh, so thank you for watching. If you're on YouTube, uh, don't forget to hit the like button uh, and then click subscribe up above. Tell everybody you know about the show. Uh, you can get us on Instagram at Sarcasm Speaks Pod. We're on Twitter at Sarcasm underscore Speaks. The Facebook is Sarcasm Speaks. Uh, oh, also subscribe if you're an audio only guy too. Uh, you know, we didn't forget about you. I think I did forget about you on the last episode, but oh well. Uh, I didn't forget about you this time. So <clears throat> also leave a review if you use uh, Spotify or Apple. That's uh, greatly appreciated. Um, you can get us everywhere I just said. Not going to say it again. Um, thank you to mybookie.com. Use the promo code SarcasmPod to double your first deposit up to a thousand bucks. I already talked about using that same promo code at grillyourassoff.com, uh, which is great. 
uh, you can get some Sailor Jerry barbecue sauce and you can get 15% off. So instead of paying 10 bucks for it, you can pay uh, $8.50 instead, which is how much I thought Stubbs was. <laughs> uh, so yeah, uh, that is going to do it for us. Uh, so until next time, night everybody. <laughs>